0: this is made in montana news on the treasure state radio network i'm jay scott auditors told a legislative panel meeting at the state capitol that more steps were needed to reform the performance of the montana public service commission and of the department of public service regulation public arrests fake press releases in-house bullying, campaign violations, and an email spying scandal are just a few of the instances that have attracted unwarranted attention to the commission. Public Service Commissioner Jim Brown told the Legislative Audit Committee that the unethical behavior cited by auditors all occurred before 2021. Since then, Brown said the commission has attempted to hand management of the office over to an executive manager to avoid improper commission influence on often operations, which previously resulted in the falsification of financial documents, according to a 2021 audit. The conduct, however, was not all confined to 2021. As recently as four months ago, Commissioner Randy Pinochet, of Sun Falls was charged with felony witness tampering for trying to coerce a former renter from testifying against him. In 2021, staff at St. Peter's Hospital in Helena called out Commissioner Jennifer Fielder for threatening medical providers with political consequences if staff didn't administer a patient a non-clinical remedy for COVID-19. The audit noted that an August 22 press release by Pinocchi and Commissioner Tony O'Donnell of Billings warned of frighteningly real possibility of rolling blackouts in eastern Montana. That was completely unfounded, according to Montana Dakota Utilities. The press release, issued on official PSC letterhead, called on all Montana election officials to save the coal-fired coal strip power plant in southeast Montana. In a later instance, Pinochet suggested the state's second largest city, Missoula, should be designated for blackouts because of its opposition to coal. Auditors recommended that the commission follow a code of ethical conduct. A Montana felon previously convicted of selling eagles to sell their parts on the black market was sentenced to three years in prison on Wednesday following related gun violations. U.S. District Judge Susan Waters of Billings sentenced 60-year-old Harvey Huggs after he pleaded guilty in September to being a felon in possession of firearms. Prosecutors said the hardened man used the guns to shoot federally protected eagles for more than a year, And then sold the bird's parts to an informant for profit. A 2021 search of Huggs' home and vehicles found eagle parts, according to court documents. Investigators recovered parts of 21 different eagles, according to the U.S. Attorney, plus two rifles and ammunition. Huggs was sentenced last June in Rapid City, South Dakota, to three years in federal prison after being convicted by a jury there for trafficking golden eagle feathers, wings, and tails in violation of the Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act. Huggs had an extensive criminal record, including convictions for involuntary manslaughter, obstruction of police, and criminal trespass. In 2012, he was sentenced in federal court in Montana to six months in jail for coordinating the illegal purchase of eagle feathers, tails, and wings, and two hawk tails. His latest prison sentence comes weeks after two other men were indicted in Montana over another alleged eagle-killing scheme that authorities said had resulted in the deaths of 3,600 birds on the Flathead Indian Reservation. A former resident who stormed the U.S. Capitol with fellow Proud Boy extremist members was sentenced Wednesday to six years in prison after he berated and insulted the judge who punished him. Mark Brewer repeatedly interrupted Chief Judge James Brosberg before he handed down the sentence, calling him a clown and a fraud presiding over a kangaroo court. The judge warned Brew he could be kicked out of the courtroom if he continued to disrupt the proceedings. Prosecutors say Brew planned an armed insurrection, a January 6th 2.0 attack, to take over the government of Portland, Oregon, several weeks after the deadly riot in Washington, D.C. Brew had been representing himself with an attorney on standby he has spewed anti-government rhetoric that appears to be inspired by the so-called sovereign citizens movement at the start of the hearing brew demanded that the judge and prosecutor turn over five years of their financial records the judge gave him a ten-minute break to confer with his standby lawyer before the hearing resumed with more interruptions i don't accept any of your terms and conditions You're a clown and not a judge, Brew said. Prosecutors had warned the court that Brew intended to disrupt the proceedings. Judge Brosburg convicted Brew of seven charges, including two felonies, after a bench trial in October. Prosecutors recommended a prison sentence of seven years and three months. In July, Brew was living in Montana when a drunken driver hit his car. Police officers responded to the collision arrested Brew on a warrant stemming from a failure to appear in court before trial. He has, quote, continued to spew disinformation from jail since his rearrest and trial, according to prosecutors. Two nonprofits filed suit against the state of Montana on Tuesday, challenging the constitutionality of a soon to be implemented program that routes money from local school districts to some parents of students with disabilities. House Bill 393 passed during the 2023 legislative session allows parents with disabilities who receive instruction outside the public school system to access public dollars as reimbursement for educational expenses. The Montana Quality Education Coalition and Disability Rights Montana claim the law violates the state's constitution's delineated right to quality education for all students. Governor Greg Gianforte's office has been a local supporter of the law. Under the law, local school districts would pay into what the bill terms educational savings accounts on a per-student basis. Districts would transfer money, anywhere from $5,000 to $8,000 for each student within their boundaries, from a taxpayer-funded general account. Parents then would apply for reimbursement through the Office of Public Instruction. Funding can go for tuition, transportation, occupational or speech therapies, assessment tests and textbooks, plus quote, any other educational expenses approved by the superintendent of public instruction. Filed in Montana's first judicial district court in Lewis and Clark County, the complaints challenge the legislation on the grounds that it directs public funds to private institutions, benefits some students at the expense of others, and lacks the accountability measures required by federal law. MQEC represents more than 100 school districts in the state. It asserts in the complaint that the law deprives public school of essential tax dollars. The other nonprofit, Disability Rights Montana, claims the program will make it harder to give students with disabilities who remain in public schools the support they need. The suit seeks to invalidate the law entirely. Tax revenues from marijuana sales could pass $100 million this month, two years since the recreational weed market was launched in Montana. Combined medical and recreational marijuana sales since January of 2022 have reached nearly $623 million, according to reports from the Montana Department of Revenue. Recreational marijuana Accounts for four hundred and sixty eight million of that total one hundred and fifty four million in medical marijuana, Yellowstone County, the state's largest, has consistently sold the most marijuana despite a prohibition on recreational cannabis sales within city limits. Gallatin County is second Missoula, Flathead, Cascade, then Lewis and Clark, and Silver Bowl counties account for the highest sales figures. Finding a place to live in Montana is still out of reach for many Montana residents, exceeding national averages for home prices and growing 105 percent since 2017, according to a Montana Department of Commerce presentation Wednesday. The department says home ownership for middle to low income residents is a near impossibility given the spike in prices, high federal interest rates due to inflation, and median household incomes that haven't kept up. Renters feel it, too, from low vacancy rates, as people struggle to buy their own homes, leading to residents with higher incomes still being in the rental market and, in part, leading to rent increases. Senator Marianne Dunwell, the Democrat from Helena, said She saw rental market issues as she was looking for a rental property for a relative, quote, I can't believe that they're charging for junk, really. The median income needed to purchase a home in 2023 was $141,000, up from $124,000 the year before. Only the top 20% of Montana households could afford the median house in 2022. That percentage is now lower in 2023. And finally, the 2024 Race to the Sky, the dog sled race, has been canceled because of a lack of snow. The annual race, which was a qualifier for the Iditarod, was scheduled for February 9th to 13th. Board member Pam Beckstrom said it was an unfortunate but necessary decision to make for the safety of the teams. There was already a lack of snow in several parts of the course and warmer temperatures and rain have not improved conditions. Last year more than 150 dogs and 17 mushers participated in the 300 and 100 mile long races. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 53 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, and 33 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana. M.J. Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.